A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Matchball. The Matchball 30 is sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. I'm Dan Moylan, with me Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White as well, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Well, would you look at this, they've actually got a stadium, the Wasters. We're at Crystal Palace tonight, Selhurst Park. Is it even finished? Okay, it's hard to tell. Still putting the windows in. Uh, it is a midweek game. This is the game that we missed at the start of the season because their stadium wasn't ready in time. We didn't miss. Well, we were ready. I know that we were still outside the gates, weren't we? Just there tapping on the doors. Can we come in? No. Off you go. Back to go to. and have an emergency date with Aldershot. Indeed. The Leeds lineup for this one then. Still no Strachan. Late fitness test failed yet again. Leeds lining up with John Lukic in goal. Mel Sterling, Tony DiRigo, David Batty, McClellan still in there. Chris White, Imre Varadi, Steve Hodge, Lee Chapman, McAllister, Speed with Schutt and Whitlow on Wait. the bench. Strachan, our talisman. A bit worrying, isn't it? Time's caught up with him. He's as knackered as Rod Wallace. Crystal Palace lining up like this. Nigel Martin in goal. Wait, I mean, boo. <laughs> what, why are you booing him? Close for Palace, isn't he? Yep, good. Overpriced as well. A million pounds for a goalkeeper. Well, when we bought John Lukic. Yeah, but he was first, so he, he gets the to bear the brunt. Britain's first million pound goalkeeper, and what good has it done them? Anyway, he's in goal. Nigel Martin. Andy Thorne, Lee Sinnott, Eric Young, Gareth Southgate, Andy Gray, Jeff Thomas, Simon Osborne, John Solarco, Marco Gabbiadini, we'll get on to him in a second, Mark Bright, uh, Stan Collymore, young lad on the bench with Steve Koppel, their manager. No Ian Wright anymore. Where's he gone? He's gone to Arsenal, hasn't he? And he's doing very well there. Scored loads of goals from already. Yeah, he's their best player, isn't he? Basically, or was, until uh, until a better team bought him. And Arsenal seem to have picked up a little bit now as a result. So uh, they're, they're in, and now a title threat for us. I would say now they've got Ian Wright. Four goals in two games for Ian Wright since signing for Arsenal for two and a half million quid. I mean, you say a million pound for a goalkeeper being ludicrous. Two and a half million quid for a striker. Bloody hell. Well, I mean, but how many has Nigel Martin scored for Palace? He's not going to replace those goals, is he? <laughs> so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if that continues or whether the bright right partnership can exist uh, longer term without being together. Obviously, Mark Bright's left behind and he's got his new playmate. Hmm. Marco Gabbiadini, so they spent a fair amount of the two and a half million they got. 1.8 went out on his replacement in the form of Marco Gabbiadini. So a net gain of £700,000 and a trade. Doesn't Gabbi- seem worth it. No? Well, we'll have words about Marco Gabbiadini and what he gets up to um, in this game. First thing to say about this is we never win at Palace. We never win there. It's like decades since we last won there at, at Selhurst Park. What, one, one, one in 16? Rubbish. But the difference is this time we are one of the few unbeaten sides in the entire bloody country. So that should count for something. 
Well, I mean, spoiler alert, we lost it, didn't we? We lost 1-0. It should have counted for something. Yeah. Us, Rochdale and Scum, and now it's just Rochdale and Scum. So it's a northwest unbeaten tyranny. Were we put out at having to travel to Croydon midweek? That's what I wonder, because we just did not start well in this game. I mean, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't have happened. We should have just had the points for this. I'm kind of annoyed that we even had to play it. If you can't get your stadium ready, you should just lose your points because it's, it's a pain in the arse going down there. It's one of those, you, you think you've already, you think, oh, it's London, then you get to London, you've got about another three hours on the tube to get there. Well, so, if they roll out this new Super League thing next year, I can't imagine that's going to be tolerated in the Super League. Can you? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And nor should it. I mean, it's, it's annoying they always lose to Palace because they've never even been good in that time. Not really. But I know the... I know the Right and right thing means they've done. They've done all right for a few years, but they did finish above us last season. Yeah, they're not. They're not, they're not been a great side, though, have they? For us and they to got to the FA Cup final the year before that. Oh, I suppose they did spend a million pounds on a goalkeeper as well. It does. Mm. Um, it does feel a and little. Ben Salarco's like around the England squad. His knees pretty good, and Stan Collymore seems like a decent prospect. So I think they've signed him from Southend, haven't they? Jeff Thomas. Yeah, it does. Player. I was going to say it does does feel a little bit like insult to injury with this because they pipped us the third well, last season. And the thing about not getting the points for them, not being able to play at the start of the season was none of that was our fault. But it now means that we've had to play this game without Gordon Strachan. Gary McAllister went off injured <laughs> near the end. We've got no Rod Wallace, all these players who were uh, were missing at the start of the season. No Chris Fairclough as well. It was Mel Sterland who McClelland was covering for at the start of the season. So we've ended up weakened against them through no fault of our own. This should have just been a week off without a game for Strachan to recover from his hamstring injury and for Gary McAllister not to get hurt again where we wouldn't have to play without Chris Fairclough at the back. So yeah, annoying in almost every respect, particularly uh, the circumstances of how it was lost. Yeah, it looks like a a midfield battle, this one, because Andy Gray, credit to him, was very good in their midfield. He's not any of the Andy Gray's people have heard of. It's probably worth (laughs) emphasising that the Crystal Palace Andy Gray's kind of a an outlier, not the one-off Sky, not related to any of the Leeds Greys. He just happened to be a decent player with a with the same name. What's Sky? With a, you know, he's been B Sky B. Oh yeah, Sky for oh, sure. Right, nice. Yeah, so they square reels. They do the uh, the Zenith Data Systems Cup. Ah, games. right. That's about, that's where I've heard of it before. Because so, we were on the okay. telly in the ZDS, weren't we? Of course. And the Greys, the ex Everton striker and uh, Wolves, who obviously I was referring to. Does some commentary for them. Yes. Uh, and Jeff Thomas and David Batty um, cancelling each other out in the midfield. But the main source of annoyance, I think, was uh, Gabby Adini, who we touched on before when we were doing the teams. Uh, it doesn't look anywhere near as good as, as Ian Wright. And he's a cheat, and that leads to their goal. He goes, I mean... is he it, what, what was he doing? Was he falling over? He goes down very, very easily under a McClelland challenge. I think he should have stayed on his feet, and we should have got a point. But instead, he insists on falling over, and then they put the ball into the box where for some reason we've decided not to mark bright whatsoever mark bright that yeah that mark bright mark mark <laughs> bright you know what i mean you've disappeared um, in sort of a perpetual wormhole there haven't you that's going to go on forever yes and he's that he's that unmarked you can't even tell who was meant to be marking him yeah um so he heads in from from close range and we have to get on the tube back to king's cross ah uh, that's that's dark times i think that's probably the worst uh, the worst aspect of this yeah the, the free kick comes it's sort of over by the byline isn't it on the right hand side and it's a shoulder charge. You're allowed to shoulder charge, aren't you, in the rules? He's hardly touched him. No? McClellan's a fair player. He wouldn't hurt a fly, let alone 
a former Poppleton Jr. <laughs> but it's, it's over by the byline, just outside the area, and a pretty straightforward cross over to the far post that's nodded in in the, uh, in the corridor of Chapman, I believe, as it's now been rewritten. Not, uh, the, not the worst defence uh, the ref committed, though. Booking uh, young Michael Whitlow. Again, for nothing. Also booking Chris White. But, I mean, you just do that before the game starts. I think you, referees tend to just um, write his name down before the game, and then they just put the time. Um, when it's uh, when it's time Just to do it, save on admin. Yeah, <laughs> one for McClelland as well, and one for Imre Varadi. We're not a we're not a four booking team. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Where, where's he from, this referee? Let's have a look. Uh, it was Martin. Oh, from him from Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah. Hampshire. Is Bournemouth in Hampshire? It's near to Hampshire. It's probably also, a Bournemouth fan. I mean, it's confusing all the time because Hampshire is H-A-M-P-S. Yeah. But it's shortened to Hans, yeah. which is H-A-N-T-S, which is completely different. Mm-hmm. Hans. Where is this Hansshire hmm. that he is claiming to be from? And The man's a fraud. Why will he not write it down as Hamps? Let them do the hamster dance. Seems like an, an absolutely fair grievance to me. And they were all bookings in the second half as well. And the big concern is with Strachan failing fitness tests every bloody week these days, Gary McAllister comes off with that injury that you mentioned there, Moscow, with uh, eight minutes left. And to be fair, he'd been our best player. So are we... Uh, but are, now are, his are, ankle is in bits. Are we staring, Jeff Thomas. staring down the barrel of an injury crisis here? Well, did Jeff Thomas get booked for this? I don't I prob- wonder. Prob- I don't, probably not. I don't recall any sign of a yellow card being waved at him. And it must have been bad because McAllister was wheeled back to the team coach. I don't know if they put him in a wheelbarrow and uh, <laughs> dumped him on the bus, but um, yeah, unable to walk on his... Put him in with the bags underneath. <laughs> on his badly swollen ankle, yeah. Stick him in the uh, in the kit bins, roll him out 
But um, yeah, that means Wallace, Fairclough, Strachan, Chris Kamara, Peter Haddock, obviously very long term. Um, Strachan's still out. Chris White took a kick on the shin and Wilkins and says, it's impossible for me to sit down at this stage and even contemplate what team we will have out against Sheffield United. Also his job. So he has got, should contemplate it at least a bit, just not claim it's impossible. I mean, that's, but, a, that's uh, only four days away as well. We need to be strapping up the wounded here, aren't we? And again, if we'd played Crystal Palace when we were supposed to be playing them, according to the rule book and the fixture list and our preparation, then we would have months mm. between playing Crystal Palace and then playing another game, and we would have a full empty week after playing Norwich, um, not to worry about any of this stuff. So really, Steve Koppel and, is it Ron Nodes is the chairman of Crystal mm. Palace? There are a lot of them who cannot, with all the glazing expertise available in Croydon at this time, they can even, I don't even know if the, the tram network is open at this point. They're to- definitely talking about it at least. <laughs> but that would give you all sorts of ways of taking materials to the building site and moving them away again and getting builders there to do the necessary work. And it's been an absolute fiasco and look what it's done to us. There's no even, I'm sure, the, the cuts that our players have suffered walking across the, the broken shards of glass that are Sticking littering, with this, are littering the corridors of... <laughs> Of Selhurst Park and Crystal Palace, it's uh, yeah, what a what a mess. Not of our making. It was interesting Wilkinson's kind of attitude to the whole thing, where he, he kind of just felt this is just it was almost inevitable. Of course, that's a game that we would end up losing because of the way it all just came about. Written in the the stars, mm. feels like a long time uh, since we beat Liverpool, doesn't it? The stars viewed from Greenwich Observatory. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, far from it does feel like a while since we, we beat Liverpool. And just looking ahead to the other fixtures as well, we have got Sheffield United in four days, but then we've got the second leg of the League Cup game against Scunthorpe next midweek, which is the, the 8th of October. 1st of October now, by the way. Happy October. Apparently um, it's about 10 miles from Greenwich to Croydon. <laughs> it's all just London to me, but yeah, it's a 45-minute car journey. From there, can you see the gap developing at the top of the table? 45 minutes on the tube. It's supposed to be like a... Well, that's supposed to make things easier. There was another result this midweek, and that was Wimbledon beating Sheffield Wednesday. Two goals to one. Uh, it does leave the table as we hit October. Obviously, by the way, it's still top of the charts, isn't it? And we've torn another month off the calendar. Mm-hmm. Went to number one in July. And it's still there. It's a bit out of Christmas. Brian Adams, yeah. Unless somebody does something about it. Anyway, the table. Man United still top, having played 10 with 26 points. We've now played a game more than them, 11, with uh, with 20 points. So we are six points behind. But there is a little, little tiny gap to the teams behind. There's five teams lined up on 17 points. Arsenal, Chelsea, Wednesday, and uh, Coventry, and Crystal Palace. Three of those points stolen. Mind you, why have Tottenham still only played eight games? That's Crystal ridiculous. Palace. It's ridiculous. Well, they're going to play Palace three times. Yes. <laughs> I don't get it. But they're on 16 points. They're actually quite a threat. Uh, and Liverpool, bizarrely, have got a couple of games in hand on us. So somebody needs to sort this fixture list out. It's, it's getting a bit confusing. Although it's nice to be in touch at the top, but does it look to you already, what, a quarter of the season gone? Title race is over, isn't it, really? I mean, considering all of our good players are injured, it's not ideal, is it? No, well, Whitlow's available. As I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all these injuries, it's getting so threadbare that I think we're probably going to have to put a student in in the coming days, which just goes to show how bad things have got. 
get David Weatherall away from his test tubes. His giant, that pitch. Bring his giant brain out onto the pitch. Wow. Yes, he's still part-time, isn't he? Which is curious for um, a, a Division One club that you've got someone part-time doing his studies. But Wilco's all for it, isn't he? He says it's important. So Yeah, you've got to get your education. And if you're halfway through a chemistry degree, then just because you move from Sheffield Wednesday to Leeds United doesn't mean you should uh, stop. Because he may fail as a footballer and he will need um, that degree. He doesn't want to end up like somebody who has failed at being a young footballer and doesn't have anything to fall back on. Well, we saw the pathetic state of uh, Crystal Palace's Selhurst Park. They can't even stage a football match. Leeds, miles better than that. We've seen the changing face of Ellen Road and big plans afoot for uh, a big event at the stadium. Boxing. We've had gigs. We've got boxing. It's a, it's a super arena, isn't it? Multi-purpose venue. We've got a cheese wedge in. Absolutely everything you need there. Uh, yeah, Henry Wharton, who's a uh, boxer from Leeds, could be having a bit of a scrap down at the stadium. His last fight was at Leeds Town Hall, wasn't it? He won the Commonwealth belt against an Australian from the literally the furthest reaches of the Commonwealth, Rod Carr, another Wallace brother, perhaps. Maybe it's Franz's <laughs> brother. I don't know if Franz Keep Carr working it. <laughs> had any relatives um, who went down under. But, I mean, if you remember a few years ago, the big problem with Ellen Road was sharing it with Hunslet at Rugby League, who kept tearing the pitch up and we finally sort of moved them on. The banqueting suite is under construction still. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had the Happy Mondays and Friends in as well in the summer, don't forget. Exactly. So we're starting to get a, a little bit more of the, the flavour of, of what an actual useful stadium can be instead of like a, a falling down, cranky old uh, hellhole. <laughs> Hellholes may be overdoing it, but I mean, even... Even down to the fact that the the summer filling in the corner between the the south and the uh, well, not quite filling the whole corner, but building the the southeast corner stand to where the foundations were dug in the nineteen seventies, and we finally built the the stand on top that they were originally dug for, just gets that thing. And the fact that yeah, you can you can imagine because boxing matches, you think you know Wembley Arena and maybe the um, the NEC in Birmingham, all these kind of big venues to put um. Elland Road in that kind of bracket would be pretty exciting. The uh, what? What's the place in um, Las Vegas? Oh, the big arena. The, the big palace. arena in Las Vegas. Caesar's it, Palace. Caesar's thinking? Palace. Yeah, yeah that better than Crystal thing. Palace. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I apologise for bringing palaces back up. Yes. Well, um, indiscreet. We've got a battle of another sort on the way. Yeah, just four days from now, when we face Sheffield United at home in a Yorkshire derby. Always what they uh, they describe as a bruising encounter. That I mean, what's all. the best thing you've got to have on? Um, I mean, they're going to Elland Road, but if you want to put a gig on at Bramall Lane, what is it? It's Def Leppard and nothing else, isn't it? <laughs> so better. We're better than you, Sheffield, right? And we'll find out when we reconvene. Might challenge their drummer to a fight if he's up for it. For the fixture against Sheffield United, October the fifth, we'll speak to you then. The match ball. 